Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. You know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it. And help our uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. And you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys. So just go to armstrongyougetty.com to donate. It's that simple. of a day for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, uh, well beyond my expectations, I was actually, this is not showbiz hyperbole, uh, Joe and I were actually concerned we weren't going to reach the goal we had set for the first time ever, and uh, we blew by it earlier today, so. Yeah, well, y'all blew by it. You, no, yeah, you, just, yeah, yeah. you know what, uh, we est- underestimated your incredible generosity and patriotism and just overall coolness. Which, which so, makes us bad people. Salute, indeed. Well, y'all already knew that. 
Uh, the Irishman is 209 minutes of my life I can never get back. Donated $25. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, frozen-faced Al uh, De Niro. What's his name? Bill De Niro. Robert. Sounding like uh, Joe Biden over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe we can call an audible here because I know we got clips of the week. But I have to run over and do a thing on TV to try to get more people to donate money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. I have an opportunity to be on TV and do that. I'll do it. At 15. So what do you think if we run through the long-form Joe Biden thing here just uh, just to make sure everybody's heard it? Yeah, absolutely. And then we also have an update. You remember we told you of the, uh, the controversy of the 49ers commentator who had been suspended mm. for making a racially unacceptable remark, which was perfectly reasonable and perfectly acceptable. And uh, several of the black players on the 49ers have come out and said, dude said nothing wrong, everybody. Oh, well, up, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, we'll get to that. Set the scene here. Uh, Joe Biden in Iowa. Old guy at one of these opportunities to talk to the candidates. An old guy stands up and starts saying this. Joe, I'm an old Iowa retired farmer. And I'm kind of unique because I'm not a Republican. Okay. Uh, I've got two problems with you. One is you're damn near as old as I am. You're too old for the job. I'm 83, and I know damn well I don't have the mental faculties I did when I was 30 years ago. All right. The other, forget that stuff. That, that, that's all. I'm not forgetting that. I'll answer it. Yeah, no, no, wait a minute. I got, I got a question I want you to answer. We all know Trump. Uh, hey, can I stop that right there? Has been- if Joe Biden was sharp at all, he would have stepped in there and said, all right, we'll get to the second one, but let's deal with one at a time. And he would have said, I appreciate your honesty in that, but uh, listen, I feel great. My mind is sharp. My body is sharp. It varies person to person. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be the president. If he had actually been young enough for the job and clear-minded, he would have dealt with that head on. And that's true. Uh, every uh, You vary so much as right. you age from 80-year-old to 80-year-old. Um, I mean, that's that's obviously different for, you know, we all know 70-year-olds that aren't like Elizabeth Warren is right now. I mean, who's as energetic and sharp as she can be at uh, at 70 years old. So, and so Joe would have delivered a forceful and well-prepared answer and then said, uh, but no, uh, no hard feelings whatsoever. I appreciate the question. You had a second one. Go ahead yeah, and, and move on like that. The beginning of that is weird because I come from generations of Iowa farmers, like my uncles and just like everybody in my family on my dad's side, Iowa farmers, and every one of them is a Democrat, not one Republican. So the whole, I'm a, I'm a rare breed is I'm not a Republican. Cheer, I don't know what that was. Anyway. Right. Uh, has been messing around in the Ukraine over there, holding their foreign aid for for them to come up saying they're going to investigate you. We know all about that crap. And he's, he's uh, no backbone. We know that for that. But you, on the other hand, sent your son over there to get a job and work for a gas company that he had no experience with gas or nothing in order to get access for the, for the president. So you're... You're selling access to the president just like he was. 
So you you're a to... damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has proved that. I no. see it on the TV. You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I, I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and 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 no. Let 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 go. Okay, we got to stop there. Look, so there, uh, there was another one, of, another one of this Joe Biden old man things. As he's trying to point out that he's not an old man, he can't form his thought. I guess what he was trying to say is, that's why I'm a lot sharper at my age is because I don't sit around and watch TV, which I'm not sure was a cool thing to say. But he didn't even finish the thought. So he had no right. idea what he was talking about. Right. Referring to the previous question, which he should have answered at the time. I'm not right. sure the right way to handle a guy who... who who stated he thinks the president did something wrong, and then says you were selling influence to the president or access to the president through your son? You're a damned liar. Is a is a weird response to that to me. Yeah. How about no? You're wrong, sir. With all due respect, you have the facts wrong. Here's what happened. Instead I don't think of, the guy's a, a damn liar. I don't <laughs> think the guy's a liar. He thinks that. Right. You know, and I don't know where he's getting his news. He brings right. up MSNBC at some point. but Yeah, wow. Not well handled, Uncle Joe. Go on. Let him go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time, and I know more than most people know, and I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on, let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's you want to check my shape on. on. Number one. <laughs> number two. Number two. No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not I one. didn't say you were doing anything wrong. You I said, said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? I Get your words straight, Jack. That's what I re- re- hear on, the, on MSNBC. All of you don't hear that on MSNBC. No, I didn't. You did not hear that no, at all. No, what I you didn't. heard... Wow. Okay, I'm not going to get in an argument with you, man. Well, Too late. Well, yeah, Jack. you do, but... Uh, but look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Look, fat. Look, fat. Here's the deal. <laughs> you don't have any more backbone than Trump does when you're. you're Ooh, low blow. No. Any other questions? Wow. So instead of one bickersome old man and a candidate deftly dealing with it, you had two bickersome old men shouting at each other along the bar. Not quite understanding counter or whatever. Not quite understanding what each other are saying because they're not finishing their sentences and yeah, that's right. talking past each other. Right? It's it's that was not well handled in any way. <laughs> no, yeah. No. Wow. That's not a good look. No. That was that wow. was that was. Our, I don't know if he, you know, I I don't know if there's any calculation to that. If he thought I'm going to come hard on this and shut this down so people aren't bringing this up all the time and they know this is what they're going to get. Maybe, maybe I can he believe was, that he might have been doing a little of that, kind of like Nancy Pelosi did yesterday. Yeah, but he her. did it so poorly. Yeah, with her, don't mess with me with the word hate. I'm Catholic. I have a heart full of love. <laughs> so don't mess with me. Okay, I got to go be on TV to try to get more money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station briefly. So, all right, I'll let you guys finish up here. Go get them. Go huh? get them. Fat, fat. Go ahead on TV, fat. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get to my fitness on? Well, what did you just learn English? <clears throat> let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's do. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. 
All right, so a couple of things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Number one, we're going to give you an update on the uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station situation, which is fantastic. Uh, an update on the whole 49ers commentator Tim Ryan deal, which restores at least a tiny bit of my faith in humanity. And right after the break, we need to get to Clips of the Week on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, how you doing? Thank you very much for tuning in. Hope you're having a decent day, or at least, uh, you know, muddling through the crap you have to deal with with some level of courage. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. Hey, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. If you raise taxes on full sugary drinks, for example, they will drink less, and there's just no question that... And to get hot, I got a lot of... I got hairy legs. Okay, there you go. No, get out of here, you butter. My goal is to get elected and then to be the last American president elected by the Electoral College. So here's the deal, guys. Um, my campaign for president simply does not have the financial resources to continue. This is a facially incomplete and inadequate record in order to impeach a president. This isn't improv- improvisational jazz. Close enough is not good enough. So while the president can name his son Baron, he can't make him a Baron. I want to apologize for uh, what I said earlier about the president's son. It was wrong of me to do that. For the witnesses or additional... We have a unanimous consent request. Too late. For the witnesses or additional materials for the record. Without objection, the hearing is adjourned. Yeah, that's just typical, isn't it? Just typical. Well, that was some weird shit. <laughs> I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together, man. Let's do. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you want to check my shape on? Come huh? on. What? So Jonathan Turley was in there, the law professor. He was the one in the in the clip there that said, "This isn't improvisational jazz. You can't just get close." Well, first of all, I like jazz where they 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 get notes that fit into the song. You know. For just uh, random notes, but um, uh, he got a lot of threats this week, of course, because he stood uh, up for, I don't think this is an impeachable offense. I don't like Trump. I don't like what he did. I didn't vote for him, but I don't think this is impeachable. He said, my call for greater civility and dialogue may have been the least successful argument I made to the committee. Uh, before I finished my testimony, my home and office were inundated with threatening messages and demands that I be fired from George Washington University, because that's what you have to do. If, of course. If he doesn't, if he, as a legal scholar who argued for George W. Bush being accused of war crimes, I mean, he's, he's, he's on different sides of different things, but this is dedicated his life to the Constitution. He argues for something you don't like, well, then he probably shouldn't be a professor. Right, right. He must be fired. He must be cast into the wilderness to suffer. Be bitten by insects and beset by wolves, sure. Beset by wolves. God, the whole, the whole, 
hyper-emotional, everything is the worst thing that's ever happened, every sin is the worst sin that's ever occurred, modern thing is just wearing my hiney out. Will it always be that way? We just, we'll just get, the younger generations are immune to it, really, because they've been living in hyperbole their whole lives. I'm thinking that's the case. I mean, for instance, you've got Tim Ryan. He's the color commentator for the San Francisco 49ers TV broadcasts. Um, and, uh, no, I'm sorry, he's the radio analyst, but he was doing an appearance on the, the flagship station, um, which happens to be KNBR in, uh, in San Francisco. And he mentioned that the Baltimore Ravens quarterback, who just beat the 49ers, quote, dark skin color with the dark football, with his dark uniform, blah, 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 gave him an advantage. Well, the 49ers had to act aghast that he had mentioned the skin color of Lamar Jackson and suspended him for a day and and acted as if somebody somewhere was offended. Because mentioning skin color is a... Crime in its own. Or? Well, and this is this is where we're getting into the, you know, the ground that we discuss a lot on this show, where everybody is so confused and afraid they can be cowed into silence by the hardcore activist types because <clears throat> we've we've gone past the idea of a colorblind society and that we're all God's children, we're all American citizens, we all have the same rights. Nobody can dis- discriminate against anybody. Anybody who's a racist is a bad person. Into this new racism is okay if it comes from me because I'm an activist. Um, and so nobody's quite sure how to act, which is why you have to reject this modern critical race theory intersectional crap. Just reject it, reject it, reject it. Um, so anyway, Tim Tim Ryan suspended for a day, and then the uh, 49ers, uh, several of their black players came out, and uh, Richard Sherman, their pro, pro Bowl cornerback, he's outspoken, he's an extremely intelligent guy. He said, look, it's a play... It's a play where he's talking football, and he maybe could have used better verbiage, but I don't think anyone in this locker room has taken it offensively. He's apologized. We know his character. Hopefully this can blow over and we can move it in the past. D. Ford said, we know what he was trying to say. It's just the era we live in. It's just messed up. But internally, we've got his back. Um, Sherman agreed. When uh, What Ryan said was, he's really good at that fake, Lamar Jackson. When you consider his dark skin color, dark football, dark uniform, you couldn't see the thing. I mean, you literally could not see when he was in and out of the mesh point, referring to, did he hand it off or didn't he? Because that's their big play. Either he keeps it and runs or he hands it off the other guy runs. Sherman agreed. He said, honestly, I wasn't as outraged as everyone else. I understand how it can be taken under a certain context and be offensive to some, but if you're saying, hey, this is a brown ball, they're wearing dark colors, and he has brown arms, honestly, we're having trouble seeing it even on the film. And sometimes he's swinging his arms really fast, and you look, and the other guy's running it. So technically, it's a valid point. You can always phrase things better. You can always phrase things and not say it's black skin, but come on. The only problem I have with that, and I don't blame Sherman for not knowing this, but when people say things, I, I, I wasn't as outraged as others. You know, others were outraged, but no, others weren't outraged. Nobody was outraged. That was all. That's it. Didn't actually happen. It's like nobody was actually upset about the Christmas parade. Nobody actually complained, but you got rid of it anyway. <laughs> it's just that sort of thing drives me crazy. Right. It's generally, not exclusively by any means, but often college-educated 
middle-class white woman, women who are so desperate to show how enlightened they are. Well, now, you've got the hardcore university activist crowd who are dangerous lunatics as well. But absolutely everybody says the, says the same thing about Tim Ryan. You know, maybe he could have said it better, but his point was a valid one, and everybody knows he's not a racist. So somebody explain to me why Tim Ryan is expo- is uh, suspended. San Francisco 49ers, help me understand why you suspended a good man who said a true thing. What, because because he phrased it slightly and delicately? Because they're afraid of highly educated white liberals, because that's the scariest group in America. It's the craziest group in America. Highly educated white liberals are the craziest people in America, and they make so much noise, and they got everybody dancing around on eggshells when the rest of us don't feel that way. You right. were, you were, I think, out for surgery when we talked about Latinx, I believe. You weren't here yes. in that conversation. Oh, were yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> they polled, they polled his, uh, Hispanic people on coming up with a gender-neutral term, and only 2% liked it. No, white, highly educated liberals are who drive all that crap. It is a tiny percentage of the craziest, most indoctrinated, wackadoo Americans pushing this stuff. Have the guts, my friends. Have the spine, wherever you are and whatever you do. Have the spine to resist it. Marshall's News coming up, and then we're going to do a Warrior Foundation update, obviously, before we get out of here. Huge day. Michael, do me a favor, would you? Could you turn down the news music for a second? This is last. This I want to finish last segment. Uh, in a way, we're talking about the whole 49ers non-controversy where a good man was talking perfectly innocently. He mentioned the color of a guy's skin, and out of paranoia and fear of activists, whatever, the 49ers suspended him for a game. Everybody's going to be fine. I mean, it's not like he's fired or anything like that. A number of the black players, if you're just tuning in, stood up for Tim Ryan and said, no, he didn't mean anything malicious at all. Let's all calm down here. And I said, resist that sort of uh, way-out-there ideological crap. Um, and And... I, some of you in certain parts of the country are like, do people actually believe that? Others of you live surrounded by it. The over-educated, indoctrinated, uh, you know, um, activist, uh, wackadoo, um, intersectional critical race theory ideology. And I said, you got to resist it. And But listen, I'm, I happen to be reasonably good at crafting a phrase, and I don't mind arguing. Some of y'all are just working in offices. You're not that sort of person. So all I would suggest is you have this ready. Tell people, stop calling good people racists just because they don't see the world exactly like you. That's a terrible thing to say about somebody, and you shouldn't. That's all you need, really, to resist that sort of crap, which is going to divide us by race and ethnicity. And and I tell you what, Hispanic people, if if some of you start to flake and, like, vote Republican or something like that, they're going to carve out even more specific niches and try to make Mexican people hate El Salvadorans or whatever, because it's all a power game, so don't buy it. Anyway, back to the news music. Or the muse news, Yick. I just, I just got back. I uh, just caught the tail end of that. That sounds very impassioned. I was just on a, yeah. a TV thing, raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. I was looking at the camera, trying to make sure my good side, but I, I couldn't get my, I couldn't find my good side. <laughs> oh, boy. I struggled with that. 
New jobs report out today that blew away expectations on Wall Street is leading to a very good day for investors. The Labor Department reported 266,000 jobs created in November. It also revised upward the number of jobs created in both October and September. Analysts were expecting the number of new jobs to be right around 180,000. Unemployment down to 3.5% lowest in 50 years and wages up a solid 3.1% in November compared with a year earlier. So all in all, a pretty robust report. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court's going to be meeting today to consider whether the Constitution gives homeless people the right to sleep on the sidewalk. The justices are going to be weighing an appeal of a much-disputed ruling by the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals that held last year it was cruel and unusual punishment to enforce criminal laws against the homeless who are living on the street if a city doesn't offer enough shelters as an alternative. If you are in the way... Oh, I'm sorry, was there a clip there, Marshall? No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, if you are in the way, if you are interfering with law-abiding hard-working, tax-paying citizens enjoying the quality of life in their town that they deserve, then you got to get the hell out of the way. If that's, the, it's as simple as that. If the Supreme Court doesn't rule the way we hope they're going to rule, I don't know, I don't know what would be the ramifications of that. If they say, yeah, yeah, it, it more or less is a constitutional right that you have a roof over your head, no matter what you've done, no matter how you've screwed up your life, no matter what, you have a right to a roof over your head. And whatever town you're in, you go from this town to that town, and that town's got to provide a, a bed for you. Right. I, I can't even imagine and, how that would play out. And if they don't have a bed for every man, woman, and child among you, you can sleep, crap, shoot up, smoke pot, yell at passersby, whatever, anywhere you want. Anywhere, anytime you want. Yeah. It's just—it's an absurdity. It will lead to third world hell holishness in all of our towns. We can't it? have it. What was that first phrase you used there, Marshall? With the—they're uh, taking up whether or not. Oh, they have a right to sleep in right the street. To sleep, to sleep under the Constitution. Right. right. Yeah. A right to, sleep to sleep in the street. Yeah. Wow. If if the Supreme Court decides that is a right, I—I I, who who knows where we're going from there. Meanwhile, you got Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang saying the effort to impeach President Trump is a loser for Democrats. In an interview this week, Yang said he's pro-impeachment but stressed if voters believe Democrats are talking only about impeachment and ignoring other issues, that will lead to Trump's re-election, no doubt about it. Yang said all the Republican senators are in what he called defend the president mode. They are united behind Trump. Meanwhile, you got cell phones. We all use them. They're all very helpful, but they're also very dangerous to our overall health. They're great at distracting you. That can lead to injuries. We've got a new report estimating that as many as 4,000 Americans suffer injuries related to their cell phone Whatever. use each year. Whatever. The physical injury. See, that will sort Be itself more careful. out. That's, that's, that's Darwin. The, the part of a cell phone use that is... Um, yeah. You know, we don't pay attention to our friends, our kids, our spouses, our bosses. Right. That stuff that's difficult to control because it's an addiction, I'm really concerned about for society. But if you walk into a pole or step in front of a car, whatever, dude. Get your act together. Well, yeah. what, do, what do I think if I walk into a pole while I'm staring at my phone? Jeez, I'm uh, an idiot. I'm going I'm to a... sue the manufacturer. <laughs> Jeez, I'm an idiot. I better watch where I'm going from now on. That's I what I think. I look around immediately to see if anybody else oh, yeah. saw me. Anybody get that on video? Because oh, that would be God, yes. 
All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. Boy, I promised some uh, some of our finest warriors that I would pass along to Joe something they said, but it's very politically incorrect, and I certainly don't want to get any, anybody in any trouble. Oh, I can't wait, though. Well, you, you you could probably imagine. Well, it's not it's not friendly or nice. You can probably imagine because you know how some of these guys are. Uh-huh. Uh you know, you know, you know they, the way they talk to each other. Yes, and they were referring yes. to the fact that you are not here because you got hip surgery. <sighs> I was afraid it was in, that in, in quite demeaning terms. <laughs> are, are they are they suggesting that I'm part cat? Uh, among other things, yes. Uh, one na- one Navy SEAL said, "Oh, I heard Joe's being a little bee and isn't here today." <laughs> well, that's the way they look at the world. I tell you what, fellas. <laughs> Uh, and, and I know you're listening. Oh, I, I invite each and every one of you to come to my home where I will feed you. I will buy drinks for you. We will talk about this great country and how we all love it. And then y'all can feel free to kiss my ass. How about that? <laughs> huh? yeah. I, I love the way they're at the end. <laughs> I've been around enough of these military guys that the, it's it's a it's an interesting um, um, psychological mechanism of support, that sort of talk that I'm oh, not sure everybody gets, but it's a, it's a, it's compassion. It's, I know what it's like. It's, 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 you know, I'm rooting for you. It's all kinds of different things that yeah, I'm not I sure know. everybody understands, but I get it. <laughs> Don't worry. But it was <laughs> funny. Not wasted on me. <laughs> <laughs> It's the one guy you know who's built like a freaking mountain. and Oh, yeah, yeah. God dang it, I wish I was there, man. <laughs> I really do. So have we done really a total do. recently? Because I've been in and out of the studio. No, we have not. I wouldn't mind a little total. Glad it's grab your sticks, you hot 85-year-old babe. 675,371 American dollars. What? What? So we're going to blow by our goal by nearly 200 grand. You uh, you people, I yeah. swear, you people. And it's, it's, it's I, I loved you before. I just didn't know how much I ought to love you. We got whales like Teresa doing five thousand. We got Inda Pool with twenty five dollars. We got a Quid Pro Joe's Rusty Razor for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I like this one. I like Keep on Punching for two hundred and fifty dollars. You got to punch at it and punch at it and uh, punch at it. We're having an earthquake, please. Still happening in for twenty five dollars. <laughs> sleeve Boy contributed fifty bucks, and we know what Sleeve Boy makes, and it's not a not lot. Not very much. No. <laughs> Your lying greed in for twenty dollars. That's from a postcard we re- we received one time. It was just a three. Well, it wasn't even a postcard. It was a three by five note card with a stamp on it. All it had was the address and on one side it was scrawled in pen why do you lie is it your greed we have no idea why that, where that, <laughs> that came was from. it a couple donations trying to uh get uh, get on the piggyback of your catchphrase yo 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 jack we have uh. yo 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 and ho 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 contributing fifty dollars <laughs> nice and yo 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 gert <laughs> contributing fifty dollars maybe an, uh, a suggestion for uh, brand expansion yeah, i'm not going to read that one on the air it's disgusting but thanks for the money hey is esther uh, given any money? Yeah, Esther. Esther. I saw Esther. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Michael. Thank you. That's fabulous. Now, it's, I tell you what, I'm feeling good about it, even though I'm having my manhood called out. What's the What's the new phrase from Biden? If you want to get on my health or my my fitness, check my shape out. Yeah. Check, check my, my shape, shape up. up. Yeah. No, check no, it was on. even less coherent than that. Yes. 
Check, check. You want to check shape on or something like that. Let's do push-ups no. together here, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. No, what was right before that? What was that, that was utterly, that? it was like he was English, like he just moved to the country. <laughs> do you want to be getting my shape on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little more from Joe Biden. Run, that's and, why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's do, do you want to check, check my shape on? Yes, yeah. we yeah. can yeah. check my shape on now. People are saying that sort of thing all the time. Sure. Sure. <laughs> hey, Esther. I got hairy legs. And in particular, he's arguing with an old man to make the point that, no, maybe you're not as mentally fit as you used to be, but I'm every bit as mentally fit as I ever have been. Here's Incoherent a, sentence. And yeah, non sequitur. Here's a string of unrelated <laughs> words to prove it. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh, if he does that on a debate stage... With a hundred million people watching him and Trump, that is going to be uh, that's oh gonna boy. Be yeah. Hey, if you yeah, want to yeah. check my shape on, Trump would say, "What now? What? <laughs> check your shape on? What does that mean?" <laughs> Sleepy, creepy Joe. Hmm. <laughs> oh God, dang it! Interesting times. Um, so we'll get a final uh, check on all this, and well, we'll, we'll finish strong. Will we finish strong? Uh, we will. We, I will. We plan to. Coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Inspirational greeting card radio show, because uh, we've talked a lot about that sort of stuff. Man, you hang around these people who've had limbs blown off and lost eyes and everything, and in many cases, they're still dads and raising kids and all that sort of stuff. A good Going dose, to work. Of, a good yeah, a good dose of perspective is good for everybody. Um, I, amen, I certainly amen to that. I certainly try to you know. Uh, Work on that with my kids because it, it's it's an interesting thing with kids. You, on one hand, you know you're trying to provide them a a comfortable life, but the comfortable life can lead to whining about your comfortable life. So you have to introduce it. Here's reality for a lot of people. Yeah, um, well, uh, I think we're made as beasts to look for problems to solve. And I just think it's the natural state of us that if we're in a comfortable, fairly easy existence, we find picky little stuff to gripe about because we have nothing else. And and so that's fine. But I think if you're going to be a healthy, well-balanced human being, you need to seek out perspective. Um, for one thing, it helps you be a happier person. Sure. You realize, oh, that's right. Even though maybe deep in my animal brain I'm supposed to be looking for problems, uh, my, my frontal lobe has recognized I have a great life. I'm blessed. I live in this incredible country, and, and I need to remind myself of that. So, yeah, that I think that perspective is great. I think, it's, it, I think we all need to seek it out, which oh, is why right. I'm really, really lucky. I'd forgotten. Right. That's why volunteering and donating and, and teaching and mentoring and coaching and all that stuff, I think, is so good uh, for a person to do. Just get outside of your own head. I know. And, I'm, folks, I'm not lecturing you. I'm lecturing me uh, as I'm lecturing you. 
Hey, uh, uh, Sean, I want to make sure we get uh, Spade 13 on. Can I hear that joke? Just want to hear the punchline. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson. You remember him? <laughs> oh, you remember him. Back in the news, was spotted dancing with two blonde women in a bar in Vegas. The women were dancing together, and O.J. said, may I cut in? <laughs> Whoa. See, I'm just, I, I'm not amused by that. Wow, that's just... Uh... I appreciate it if he is merely, you know, uh, reminding us all so we never forget. Okay, I get that. How about uh, Fallon 11, just because I want to mention that story. There's a new restaurant in Malaysia that serves airline food. It's so authentic that while you're waiting to order, they slam a drink cart into your knee. <laughs> Kind of a funny idea for a restaurant. We have airline food. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. They got to have somehow they tie your elbows to your sides so that like you can't get the right angle on the food. You're trying to cut it and everything. Only plastic utensils. Yeah. It's cold. Except for the stuff that's supposed to be cold and it's warm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got to make sure nobody takes over the airliner with a spork. Exactly. I did a bad job of uh, highlighting what my favorite joke of the day uh, was. Uh, do we we have time for one sure. more? Sure. Oprah said that she and Stedman don't exchange presents anymore because he's so bad at picking gifts. <laughs> and even worse at paying for them. <laughs> I yeah. found that delightful. Yeah. How are you going to buy a gift for Oprah? Isn't she worth <laughs> billions of dollars? Talk about hard to shop for. How do people like that? How do they? Do you go with something handmade or donate money in their name or a gift card? <laughs> a gift card. Nice. I got you a Starbucks gift card for twenty five dollars. I know how much you like Starbucks, <laughs> right? You know, I uh, I just happened to finish reading the Elton John autobiography, and he would have a friend occasionally like buy an art a piece of art made by one of the artists that he collected at an auction or something. But you know. What's what's that all about? All right, I know you like Joe Jones, the artist. So here's that. I care enough about you to know you like Joe Jones. I mean, I don't know. What's the point? Yeah. Awesome. How how about I just tell you I know that you like Joe Jones and we move on with our lives? We're eight hundred dollars short of seven hundred grand. We'll get there by the end of this segment. I hope so. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. It's our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marshall? Well, i got to tell you, once again, I am amazed and honored to be around the uh, Armstrong and Getty family, the way that people can come together and raise money for a really great cause. I tip my hat to all of you. Well said. Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought. Yeah, thanks to Trevor Hoffman for donating today. And I'm calling out our pro bowlers and our dart pros out there. Get involved. Hmm. There you go. Hey, uh, producer Positive Sean, final thought for us? I, too, am absolutely humbled by the generosity of the uh, the listening audience of the Armstrong and Getty Show. And one particular message to the person who donated under the name of Baby Yoda with Bacon Tastes Delicious. I, I feel attacked. Just, I, I feel attacked. Some microaggression. <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought to share with us? I do. I was concerned we wouldn't hit our goal of $500,000. I actually thought we were, weren't going to hit a goal for the first time ever. And here we are ending the show right at $700,000 for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which is just flipping amazing. Thank you. That much. is absolutely spectacular. Yeah, my final thought is 
other than thanking you over and over and over again, I guess the only thing we can do to thank you is to keep doing what we're doing and try not to suck and uh, (laughs) try to provide you with a reasonably entertaining and informative radio show. So that's what we'll do. $700,077 is where we find ourselves at the end of the show. And, and there are so many more folks who are going to be contributing, uh, listening to the podcasts and throughout the day still need to talk to their sweetheart and say, how much do you want to give? So keep it coming. I mean, it's going to continue to go to help our bravest young men and women when they need it the most. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We have all the clicks and articles and books and stuff we talked about today. Um, and, and so we'd you know, love to hear from you. Is next week the last week before the, the long Christmas New Year's break? Is that right? Is it? No, oh. I think we got a couple of weeks. Ah, okay. Whatever. So uh, you do. I don't know. Screw your courage to the sticking place. We'll see you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.